All right, let's go. The Audible's on the air. Kim Camper, John Kajemi, and uh, John, we're kind of in that uh, in no man's land right now when it comes to uh, walking around the National Football League and look what's going on. And there's a lot of speculation about um, draft choices and everything heading that way now that staffs are getting done. We'll talk about the Dolphins coaching staff as it looks like, you know, they're, uh, Brian Flores has got his group together and uh, they're set in stone. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but it's that time of the year where, you know, next big thing coming up is the combine, right? Wow. All, let's get all-star games are <laughs> over. I, I, I walk, I walk into the facility, walk through the front door and I'm walking through the halls, coming back here to the studio and they're not a damn person no, moving in that building. No, I know there's coaches there. I'm in the building. But they're, they're, they're up, hold up. I don't have to hide from anybody <laughs> because I can sit right in the middle lobby. No yeah, one's going to see me nobody. pretty much all day. You're Val's right. the only one in there. You walk in, hey Val, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I We count the minutes now for lunch. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Tick, you watch the clock on the wall. Tick, yep. tick, tick. Come on. When's but, lunch? But, you know, it's, it's, it's you can bet that uh, Brian Flores and his staff are up there um, you know, th- that's got to be an interesting situation when a head coach comes in, a new head coach, especially a guy that's never been a head coach before, comes in. And it'd be interesting to talk to him about, you know, what do you do first? What, what's the first most important thing? Is it taking a look at every game tape and seeing how they played, evaluating players? You know, what, what, is, the, what is the thing that you, that, that you do first to start building a – your staff, your identity, your ideas, and your plans to move forward. How do you begin that construction? You know, it's it's kind of funny when you break it down and think about it that way, because there's got to be a lot of moving parts. And we talk, we're, we're kidding a lot about, you know, there there's so much downtime because no one's, there's no players here. Right. That's the big thing. There's no players, but the coaches and the scouting department and the general manager and everybody that's watching tape on quarterbacks and yep. wide receivers and defensive linemen and and, and free agents that are yep. going to be out there. I mean, that stuff goes on on a daily basis. And yep. it goes from early in the morning till late yep. at night. Now, we talk about walking through that building. It's empty. But you walk upstairs and it's a, it's beehive, of, it's a beehive of activity up yeah, there. Yeah, it looks like I-95 yes, because exactly. people are going around and doing their daily routine of business and being able to prepare themselves for the offseason. Because like you said, not only does this staff have to get to know each other and, and gel yep. during the offseason so that when OTAs hit and training camp hits and the regular season hit, that these guys are all on the same page yep. and they're all following, you know, the direction of their new head coach and Brian Flores, but they've got to be able to prepare each position on how they're going to be able to coach, who's going to be in those yep. positions, who's who are they going to be talking to in those seats in those position meetings and how are they going to be able to Put together an offensive system. Yep. Put together a philosophy on defense. Have a new special teams coach come in and learn the entire roster. Yep. You know that's that's a big job for Danny Crossman, yep. one of the new head coaches who's going to be in charge of special teams here for the Miami Dolphins. The, all those things you kind of take for granted, but that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparation, and it's getting down to who's going to be on this roster and how that kind of comes together at the end of yeah. the day. And, and you know some of the special speculation with these guys and who's going to do what and this and that but you know you'd like to think that this team is about this this coaching staff is going to be a lot about looking at players uh you know i'm not talking about draft i'm pushing that aside right now i'm just talking about familiarizing yourself with this roster who's going to be here that's on it be here who do we want to be here on it and who fits 
Now, there, there's two philosophies in, of, 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 of putting together a team with a coaching staff is, hey, this is what we're going to run. Let's find those guys and we can plug in to our scheme. The, the other one, which is my preferred side of it, is let's look at who we got and see what we can build around these guys taking advantage of what they do best. Yeah, right? I, I like that. You know, I, that, that, that deal, like, hey, okay, look, you know, we got, geez, we got a bunch of defensive ends – and we don't have a bunch of defensive tackles, you know. Maybe that maybe that brings the the three four into into play. And I think based on kind of what we've heard and what we've read and what we've uh, what we've talked about with um, with Brian Flores, I think he's kind of a you know morphing kind of a guy. I think he's. I think you're going to look at a defense that you know you may see a team at at some point running the three four and you know. Through the th- first quarter, next thing you know, they're in a four-three and doing different. So they're going to do multiple things, I think, uh, defensively. There, but but that being said, you know, you, to me, the best teams and the best coaching staffs are the fi- guys that say, "Hey, we got this guy, and this guy does one thing really well. Let's not put him in some position." where we're asking him to do something that he doesn't do well. Let's take advantage of what he does the best, and let's find a way to, to formulate that, to add that into our repertoire. Yeah, my biggest question is, and I agree with a lot of that, Bo, my biggest question is with Coach Flores coming from New England mm-hmm. and having some more influence that, that it's going to be on the staff with Chad O'Shea coming yep. over and Jerry uh, Saplinski coming over. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to come from the school of well, this is what we did this week to beat the Jets. Yeah. How are we going to morph into ourselves and beat the Bills next week yeah. and then go on the road and beat Washington the next week? And then for three weeks in a row, we're going to just be ourselves. We're going to do yeah. what we do best. Now, New England was in a different position than the Miami Dolphins because their coach and quarterback and their philosophy of being a chameleon on whatever works that week to beat that team yeah. is going to be you know more than good enough if yeah. we execute. So I think it's going to be a fine line to see how the Dolphins – try to portray that in their systems of, hey, let's put 50% of our offense, defense, special teams in on our core beliefs and what we believe in. Now let's figure out our guys and who we have and what do they do best out of that 50%. Now how can we build the next end of the offense, defense, and special teams around the core of the players that we have. Yep. So I, I want to be able to have a team that, you know, I don't want to be in shotgun all the time because we draft a Kyler Murray and he's right. our quarterback, but I want to be able to do a little bit of everything because that's what our guys need to do to yep. beat each and every week or have the best chance to win each and every week against whoever they play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And then, like I said, that's kind of what's going on upstairs right now is he's trying to figure out, you know, what the players you got, who you like, who you might like to change around, who you, who you don't like. Uh, some other people that hey you know this guy is out there you know there's a lot of like you said there's a lot of getting to know each other in that in that even with the guys that came from New England because they they've known each other but now they know each other in a different light and they, in a different responsibilities and, and they're they're used to doing things in a certain way yeah. because they've had people around them in that culture that has yeah. done it that way for a very very long time I'm interested to see what this staff is going to morph into. Yep. You know, they're going to have to recreate themselves to be able to get the best out of whoever's on this yep. roster because I think that's the, the the biggest quality of a coach is how he's going to be able to get the best out of each individual yep. and bring that as a team. You know, bring that every individual yep. to their to collective best 
Now, how does that work for all 53? Yeah. How does that, going into but, training but, camp, but how that, does that but, work but, but, but in all 90? But that lies with the head coach. Right. I mean, he's, you know, you you got all your other guys kind of doing their their due diligence and doing their work. And then you're the guy that's got to get it all, put it all together right. and get it. You know, when you start when you start stuffing that sausage, he's the guy that's cranking <laughs> yeah. that, that that thing and, and making sure that it goes the right way and and making sure that, you know, it, it, that. And look, I like the deal of, and I've, I've said this before, and, and really one of my concerns with with Adam Gaze was I would like to see and see him be more of a head coach. You know, if if something's going on with the defense, good or bad, go down there and be a part of have it. An influence have an input. On have it. an in, Have your input in there. So those guys, because look, you know, I don't, I don't care who who it was. I, I like even I go back. You know, I keep I go back to my my career, you know, I had a defensive coordinator in Bill Arnsbarger that was as good as any that's ever been in the National Football League. Yet there were times when he and Coach Shula butted heads. And Coach Shula would come in and and and, and throw his two cents in. Uh, and, and then it was up to him to say, hey, you, you, I got it, you you get out of here, I take care. But, you know, there, there's got – but I knew this. You know, Bill Arnsbarger meant one thing to me. He was my coach. He was my, you know, my position coach. He was my coordinator. But I know if Don Shula came over there, he stepped right over his shoulder, and he became the guy I listened to. Yeah, your I'm eyes, a, your focus went from there from to there one man. To him, because yeah. that's the guy ultimately that's going to decide my fate right. long term on this football team. I'm going to listen to him, and not that he tried to overstep anybody. I think mean, his was more just like a reinforce what this of guy said, what Bill was saying. Hey, you damn right, listen to him. You goddamn better. You know, what I mean. And let you know about it. Right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I think there needs to be that across the board with, with a head coach. There, You know, I don't know about you, John, but to me, I've always – I had one time when, when I was in college, I had a head coach, uh, Daryl Rogers, that was more of a kind of – you could kind of go up and, you know, have a little relationship. Right. With him. But most of my other coaches, there's been a cushion there. You know, and, and Don Shula, there was a cushion there because he didn't want to be close enough. He didn't want to be so close to you. That if he had to make that tough decision on letting you go, that that clouded his decision making. Right, right. So you know, to to me, you got to have a head coach that a first first and foremost players respect, and that's what that's what Brian uh, Brian Flores has got to do. He's got to stand up there day one and earn their respect and earn it every single day. So that no matter what he says, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, you still respect the you way you got he, a plan. You respect the yeah. way that he brings it to you. Yeah, and and so I think that. For him is 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 going to be a huge huge step to get him that and having had the change you've been around him I've been around him I don't see that as being an issue with this guy. I don't either I don't think that's going to even be a question no. when when you when you can control the room and your message is what he's trying to talk about he's talking about family he's talking about team he's talking about everything we yep. do in this building out of this building is going to be about this football team and it's going to be about how can we get to where we want to be. How can we be the best? And gosh, if you don't buy into that and you don't believe in that, you're in the wrong business yeah. or the wrong profession. But one of the things too, Bo, is there's going to be a lot of less mouths talking to these players in terms of well, meetings, in terms of coaching, in terms of all the things that you do as a coaching staff. I mean, some some staffs have up to 20, yeah. 21, 22. I think the Dolphins last year had 22 yeah, I, coaches I, on I their staff. When, I think when Nick was here, I want to say it was 26, 28. I mean, there was, a, there was that move for a long time of more coaches, more coaches, more coaches. And I remember when Nick, I want to say Nick had a, a cornerbacks coach. An assistant. A safety coach. 
and a nickel coach. Right. And I'm going, wait, wait a minute. What? And those three guys probably had an assistant just for the defensive right. backs. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so you look at this team, and now, now they're down to, including Brian Flores, 17 members on their staff. And we'll go through them. And, and to me, you know, I, I think he's made a lot of good choices here. Um, I don't think any better to me than Jim Caldwell. I, I, I love Jim Caldwell coming in here. Uh, you know, he's got, he knows Jim Caldwell. Guy's been a, a head coach twice in this league. Uh, he's a very respected guy. And, and I think any new coach, any new first-time head coach coming in, you, you need to have that guy that you can kind of look over and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure. This is new to me. How did you handle this? Right. Or a guy to step in and say, and not to be afraid to say, I don't know about what we're, yeah. where we're going with this. Yes. I don't know where we're going. I'm unclear. So if I'm, I'm unclear. Tr- I've done this myself. Yeah. And it didn't turn out so well. Right. Now, you can, now you can do whatever you want, but yeah. I'm just giving you my, my input. Right on what, what this is. And I think that's a good sounding board for a yeah. first-time head coach, for a guy that you know has made the leaps and bounds that Brian has made over his coaching career to now to get his first opportunity in a five-year deal to know that, hey, you've got time. You right. don't have to you know make this decision right now because you know you want to win and lose, but let's think about what we're trying yep. to build here. You know, you're making your decisions. You're making your statements. You're standing on your principles for one reason, is that that's to be the best you can be and I think a good sounding board for a guy that's been in his seat twice in yep. the National Football League, as you said, is a is a great thing to have. Yep. You, you talk about Danny Crossman coming in. Uh, Crossman, the the special teams coordinator, Patrick Graham, uh, defensive coordinator, Chad O'Shea, uh, offensive coordinator, Josh Boyer, uh, the defensive passing game coordinator, Carl Durrell. I like Carl. Carl was yeah. here before two thousand eleven. Uh, yeah. I think yep. he was back. And, and, here. and I like what he brings to the table. Uh, I, met, I met Pat uh, Flaherty. We talked to him together. Talked talk yeah. to him. Yeah. Seems like a seems like an offensive line coach. <laughs> you know. You know. It's funny those offensive as a line coach, they're all cut from the same cloth, man. You either know know who you're talking to or you don't within the first five or ten (laughs) seconds. If it's an offensive line coach, I like him as well. George Godsey, tight ends, you know, know, it's it's funny. That's one of the choices, uh, one of the the picks I looked at and said, boy, there's a guy that that can make a big, big difference on this football team between the day he was uh, he was signed until this year because, you know, you got Gusecki, uh, you got Durham Smythe, you got these young tight ends that you really want to see make that AJ Derby, big yeah. step, make a big step between last year and this year. And, and look, it's going to fall on his shoulders to, to make sure that they get there. I like George. You know, I, he was a college quarterback. He's had experience coaching quarterbacks, yeah. so he's going to be able to relay that in terms of when you're supposed to be open, yep. when you're coming out of breaks, what the quarterback's seeing in you, what he needs out of you. And in terms of having that experience, he coached on Jim Caldwell's staff in, in Detroit. Yep. So there's going to be that synergy on the offensive side with him at tight end. Yeah, I like that. Marion Hobby, defensive line coach, Rob Leonard, linebackers. Tony Oden uh, stayed over from the old staff. I like Tony. Uh, he'll be he'll be handling the safeties. Uh, really, really good guy. Good uh energetic guy. He works well with those players. Yeah, so, Tony's, so like him Tony's back. got a great message and he's always at practice, man. He's always upbeat, yep. always talking, yep. always trying to get the football out. So that was a good holdover. Jerry Shaplinski, assistant quarterbacks, Eric Studsville, another guy running back coaches, a holdover from yep. that staff. Uh, Josh Grizzard, quality control, a holdover uh, from the staff. Matt Lombardi, quality control, and Tequan Underwood, quality control. I never knew what quality control 
never quite knew what that. I, I think, think that's that a catch-all. I think that means master of everything yes. because you have to be able to touch the entire coaching yeah. staff, and but, you got to and you got to bring coffee, and I think you got to do all that. Oh yeah, donuts that, and that, kind that of goes stuff. with the territory. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm sure that day's uh, gonna happen, but those guys are probably overworked and underpaid. Yeah, but they're happy to have have an opportunity, no doubt. So 17 coaches, 179 years of NFL coaching experience in this group, 19 Super Bowl rings with four different organizations. The vast number of those coming from one organization. <laughs> no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, I would that. think so. <laughs> no Le- doubt about leaning that. a little north. Uh, but uh, but so that's your uh, that's your coaching staff uh, for for the Miami Dolphins. And look, you know, you you look at them, and some of the names you know, some of them are new names or new faces that you're going to see. And uh, but John, you know, we've been around enough where you have these changes. And it's like we ran into uh, the offensive line coach Pat the other day. I mean, he just just starts right in, starts yeah. right in on the thing, and you feel like you've been around him for. For a month. It's pretty you know? cool because you're one person away from really knowing the guy. Right. You know, it seems like, hey, you played so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I coached with him or yeah. I know him. And yeah. and it's funny because the coaching fraternity, there's so many coaches. If you go around and you think about high schools and, and colleges at every every level and the NFL and Canada and yeah. wherever they're playing in the new leagues now, there's so much crossover yeah. with guys that have been on certain staffs or guys that grew up yeah. together or guys from the same hometown that you, you're really one or two people from from knowing that guy really yeah. well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, talk about, about that. And we got a lot of stuff to get to here, but let me, so, so I'm coming out of junior college. I'd been to a small school in Minnesota and left there and went to junior college and, you know, and then, and then I, I wasn't getting recruited by anybody from an out of junior college. And so I'm eh, kind of, I'm kind of like that, that, that sailboat in the doll in the doldrums. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. The water was flat. I wasn't going anywhere. No one was looking for me. All of a sudden, I get a call from somebody at the University of Pacific in Stockton, California, which is it's the stockyards of Northern California. Okay. It's it's is one of the you know. Put it this way: When you go to visit California, one Don't. of the last places you want to go to is, is, is Stockton. You right? go ahead and skip Stockton. And so, so I get a call and they say, "Hey, we're looking." I was playing tight end. He said, "Hey, we're looking for a tight end." Uh, you know, you interested? I say, "Yeah." Well, no one else is asking. No one else is knocking on my door. So I might as well. So, so my recruiting trip to UOP was. He calls the coach. Calls and says. Uh, I tell you what, I'll leave two tickets in a program for you at Will Call. Drive on up and watch the game Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so me and a buddy of mine drive up to Stockton, go to go to go to the Will Call, get my tickets, go sit in the stands. We're about so we're having this shitty stadium, <laughs> shitty football team. Half the lights are out. You know, it was just a dump. And and so I, so my buddy looks at me in the second half. He goes, well. What are you going to do? You going to come here? He says, yeah. I go, yeah, I'm going to come here. I go, I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere to go. So, so the guy, I get a call on Monday from the guy. He goes, hey, did you go? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, what do you think? I go, I'm fine. He says, he says, you ready to come? I said, yeah, I'm ready I'm to sold. come. I'm sold. You did such a great he says, job. He says, I'll come, uh, I'll be down there Friday. I'll be down San Jose Friday. We'll get papers signed and you're good to go. Uh, that'd be awesome, man. Thursday, I get a call from, hey, Kim, how you doing? Good. Hey, you know, we found a tight end we like a little better. We gave him your scholarship. <laughs> my is that? You know what? That's gave away brutal. my scholarship. That's right? brutal. Now I'm, sitting, now I'm back in the doldrums. <laughs> You're back, back on the sailboat. I'm back on the sailboat <laughs> with no wind blowing, you know? Going, damn, what am I going to do? Just then I get the my junior college offensive line coach got hired by San Jose State. He tells the coach, he says, there's a guy there that nobody knows, nobody wants, and he's a pretty good player. You might want to check him out so i get so anyway i long story short i end up going to san jose state uh, in a last minute deal right you know what's funny about- so we so we played pacific 
every two two years. I was there for two years. That's always Kick a the good shit thing. out of yeah. him. I mean, I tell, I must have had six sacks. I must have hit that quarterback every other play. I mean, they had a crappy offensive tackle I was playing against, and I just for two Blew years, by him. two years, just beat him up for two years. You know, just took it out on him. Years later, years later. I'm standing down on the, on, the, on the field after a game in uh, in uh, Joe. It was probably then Joe Robbie Stadium, right. and uh, guy comes up and taps me on the shoulder. Dolphins had just played the Jets. Guy comes up, taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. I go, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, you remember me? I go, no. He goes, I recruited the University of Pacific, and I said, then I gave your scholarship when you killed us for two years. <laughs> you know who it was? No, Pete Carroll. No way. Pete Carroll. It was that his job at University of Pacific was his first paid coaching job. Oh, that's beautiful. As, a, as an assistant, as a coach, he had been a student assistant there. He got paid. I was one of the first guys he recruited, and then he gave up on me. That's you know, you know and what he says. He goes. He goes. That was the worst mistake I made since you killed it for two years. I said, "Well, that's hey, what you get." I can tell Pete got a little bit better at Pete recruiting, better, every, yeah. <laughs> recruiting than than to leave the two tickets yeah. in a program. I, that's what I told you. Well, see, there was a little cash in the program. Yeah, I said, well, you look, "Yeah, you think about it a little bit." I said, "You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta get those renegades out there. Those guys that nobody wants." <laughs> So, but the point being, you never know where yeah. that you talk about. You, you you know, you meet Flaherty and you're starting, oh, I know this guy. You know, oh, you played for that guy. Yeah, next thing you know, you've got eight guys in your back pocket that you guys well, yeah. you that feel you, that good you know. About, and it makes you feel good about a guy because especially if you give a, a guy a call and say, hey, what about so-and-so? Right. Oh, hey, solid guy. Yeah. Really good coach. You're going to love dealing with him. Yeah. You know, that makes you feel good about the staff. And there's not a whole lot to, you know, you got to get to know this staff, first of all. But when you, you read about them and where they've been and the success that they've had, you put them together, and yeah. you've got a chance to have a pretty good staff. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that uh, uh, that Coach Flores said when he was here, John. That to me are 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 a a direct line to success in my mind. And the two things that stuck out with me from our conversation was we're going to be concerned with penalties. We're we're we're, we're going to look. New England was number two, number two, the second least penalized team, in the, and have been for a long time. And look at their success rate. Go back to the Dolphins' success rate when they were the least penalized team year after year, and the success rate that they had. To me, there, there, that's that is a that's an easy fix, and and that is a direct that's a direct route to becoming a better football team by by eliminating those. And those are the first. That was the first thing he said. Second thing he said was. Sweat the details. Mm-hmm. You know the small details. Paying attention to small details is going to make you a better football team. And I think those are two things that he talked about to me that just like were two fastballs right down the middle of the plate. As far as I was concerned, you don't have to have talent to improve in either one of those areas. No, it has nothing to do with your athletic ability. No. It, you go back to mental discipline, self discipline. Being taught the right way and being accountable for yourself. That's the only thing that corrects those two things. And they don't show up on a stat sheet most times. You don't see them in in terms of how many yards you had in receptions or how many yards you threw or how many tackles for loss. But they do show up, I would say, twice a year in wins or losses. Yeah, I would say. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe more. You know what? You know what? Probably it does more than anything, Bo. It keeps you in a four-quarter game yeah. a lot longer, yes. and you can get out of them a lot quicker when you're yeah. bad in those two yeah. areas. I mean, how, how many times, John, during the course of a game, did we see? You know, you got a you got a third and third and twelve. 
you connect for 15 yards, and all of a sudden there's the flag, boom, See, here you're going back. backwards. Not only, not only do you lose the yardage, but you give up on that first down, yeah. and, and usually your drive stalls and you lose and, field and position, out of business. You expose yeah. your defense or offense, whatever way you, yeah. you know, you're giving up the football, and it kind of demoralizes you after yes. a while as a football team because when things aren't going well, and then you start to beat yourself in terms of penalties yeah. or mistakes or turnovers or just lack of discipline discipline yeah. plays, you kind of look up at the board and you're you're sitting on the bench as you as the other units out there going, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, you know we didn't practice this way. Yeah, why all of a sudden does yeah. it show up all the time on game day? Yeah, or maybe we did practice this yeah. way and no one really said anything about yeah. it. And I, and I I'm like I I believe the two the two they're they're one A and one B to me. They're both the same thing. Attention to detail. You know, if, if I've got to have outside leverage on a guy and he's trying to hook me, I'm going to fight that thing as hard as I can instead of, you know, the easy way is to, okay, let me slide behind you and run around yeah. and make that play. And, and it never works for you. To, to me, that's as bad as a, as, as a stupid penalty. In, in a, in a, that's like in a, a critical situation. It is. It's like a drop or a fumble. Exactly. It doesn't no show doubt. up on the on the stat sheet. Yeah, but you but know, it's sure you, to have twelve yards and a first down. It, it's helped it's you lose on a, me. Helped you lose a football that's game. Right. That's it. And so those are the two things that I think if if this coaching staff can adhere to it and make it work is going to immediately make your football team a better football team. It gives you a chance to win each and every yep. week when you're the most disciplined, least penalized football team lining up on that Thursday night, Sunday, or Monday night. Uh, absolutely. And, yep. and that's where all the good teams are. You look at – now, I don't want you to have better players or or adhering to their game plan that much closer, but they're lacking – they're staying away from the – the disciplinary issues that get your football teams yep. into trouble, whether it's a block in the back, whether it's a mental bust on a play where you miss a block yep. or completely shoot a wrong gap, or you just drop the football or you're throwing it into a crowd. Yep. Those, you can put them all into a basket. Yep. All, all things that didn't need to be done. Hey, a couple other things. Uh, John Denny. He's continues Still man. going. The old guy continues. I saw him at the, uh, the DCC golf tournament, golf tournament yeah. and, uh, yeah, he looks still looks like he's about twenty five years old. Yeah. Keeps himself in good shape, and so you're long snapper. So he's got another. How long has he been here? Though it's been like 13, 14, 15. I mean, he's like, I know he's, he's the longest tenure. He's been here a long time. Out there and, and, uh, and good for him. You know, he's a yeah. guy that works at it hard. He stays in shape. Yeah. He's here in the off season. We see him in the building. You know, if there, you know, there's a lot of guys coming in and out doing yeah. stuff with rehab, and he's always working on his craft and working on his body to stay yeah. uh, in a position where he can help the football team. And look, I mean, he's been here for a long time, and uh, you know, he, he's carved out a great career. He's made a lot of money. He's got, you know, he's got a good name down here. And I think he's going into his fifteenth year. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be his fifteenth year. Pretty next amazing. Year. Yeah. And, and if you're a if you're a dad out there, if you're a mom out there. And you teach want your, your son, kid. Teach your kid how to long snap. snap. <laughs> you know, Jeff Dellenbach, Ted, Jeff Dellenbach, former Dolphin, you know, he taught his son, he's taught his son how to long snap. Got a Did it full, for the Seminoles. Got a, full ride yep. to, got a full ride to Auburn, decided he didn't like Auburn, came back, got a full ride to Tallahassee. That's right. Played to Florida State, snapped the whole time, got a couple of tryouts in the NFL, but got a completely paid for education yeah. just because his dad you know, look, look, hey, you know, here you go. Not the biggest kid, but he had that skill to, to, to snap the football, long snap and, you know, extra points and, and field goals and punts and stuff and got himself a nice college uh, education out of it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, when you can, and especially at that position, yeah. because it seems like that position's getting younger and younger, but when you've got a veteran guy that you trust, yeah. 
boy, it sure p- put your mind at ease yeah. because you're not going to get the unexpected uh, bust on a yeah. snap. You're not going to get one of those that are sailing over your your you know snapper or yeah. the, the kicker's head or the holder's head or yeah. it's off target and your timing gets messed up. And it sure does help with the two or three young kickers the Dolphins have had over the last yes. four or five years that those guys come in and seamlessly no have their best years yeah. you know, of their career or to yep. start their career have a great year. Yep, no doubt about it. So uh, uh, congratulations to John Danny. Good to have him back for uh, for another year. Uh, he's always a – you know, he's – I think he's a union president, union or he's a union rep, and so he's a got a lot of involvement with his football and a lot of influence in that in that locker room. So good to have John Denny back. The other thing, John, is is this week. It's a, certainly a tough week for for down to South Florida. Uh, you know, the anniversary of uh, of the Stone Stoneman Douglas tragedy uh, last year. Lost lost seventeen students, teachers, administrators in that whole thing. And John, the hangover of that of that whole day just continues to cast a pall down here in South Florida. There's so much going on and these kids have become av- activists out there and, and promoting, you know, uh, reasonable, you know, responsible use of guns and uh, NRA issues or all whatever the issues are, are out there that all these kids are trying to, uh, you know, most important thing is they're trying to make our schools safer right. for, for our kids out there. And, and they're doing it, you know, in a, in a grassroots uh, method that you really have to give them credit for, but uh, uh, so it's the 14th, and uh, you know Broward County uh, are trying to get uh, the, the Broward County Athletics trying to get everyone to kind of take days off, 14th and 15th, no practice, no games, uh, just to remember that uh, you know the, the 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 pain that they're going through in, at uh, up in Parkland, Stoneman, Douglas. So um, yeah, a, horrible a, a tragedy, tough, horrible thing, and just you know it, it seems John since that's happened. Uh, down here in the South Florida, a day doesn't go by where you, you don't see a stone, uh, you know, a Stoneman Douglas Strong or a, or a sticker or a t-shirt new, yeah. or or a story in the news or a story in the newspaper, something about it. The impact is uh, is going to be felt down here for a long time. So we just wanted to <clears throat> to remember that that is the anniversary this week and all the people that are out there still um, going through with just unimaginable pain uh, over all that. Just want to give them our thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a horrible tragedy, as you mentioned. And, you know, teams around the county are, are you know, I would think all of them are going to get adhere to yeah. not playing on Thursday and Friday with the memorial of, of that sad day coming up on, on the 14th. And uh, it, it's just one of those things where, Bo, you know, you – you're riding on the sawgrass and you kind of take a peek over and you start seeing camera crews, yep. you know, setting up uh, last week, at least I did, yep. and people coming out and there's still memorials there. And, you know, the students can't use the one wing that the tragedy, yep. you know, happened and, and they've got portables up. And it, it just it just reminds you of that that entire awful yeah pit in your stomach you know from from that day on and you still feel it there's yeah. all like you said there's reminders on on cars all driving around Broward Dade County Palm Beach County yeah. where you see MSD strong or you know you, you start seeing and, and you have those feelings hit you again and it's one of those things that you hope that these young people and the parents of uh, of of these young students that were tragically lost yep. a year ago can make some kind of uh, improvements on on keeping the schools safe, yep. keeping not only in this county but every county around the, well, America. It's, it's, it's everywhere, you know. And you and you, you talk about the, these shootings at these schools and stuff, and and you know, quite frankly, in the inner city, it stuff goes on every day, you know. And, and they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, and where you know, I think I'd like to see where some of this dia- some of this dialogue that's come along with these 
these shootings and how do we resolve them? How do you minimize them? How do you make sure that these schools are safe? Takes its way into the inner city too, where these kids are dealing with it, you know, on, on a, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how they do on a, on a day-to-day basis. Right. Every time they walk out of their house, you, you never know. And so you hope that there's, you know, there's, there's some help coming down there too. But anyway, it's look, it's something we've gone through. It's something we're going to deal with, you know, for a long time down here. And I just want to remember them on this, uh, on this week. Uh, the other thing, John, is getting back to the Miami Dolphins and, and football. <clears throat> and now, you know, the draft's right around the corner, coming up in April. Uh, we got the combine coming up here in end of the month. In, at the end of the yeah. month, so you'll start, you know, you really start getting into uh, draft mode and everything. And and, and now you've got um, uh, the, the kid from Oklahoma comes Kyle out. Murray, Can, yeah. he's he's out. He, you know, he's saying, "Hey, I'm a I'm a football guy." Although the Oakland A's, I'm sure, are still going to try to tug that thing and. and you know, I don't know well, that I've got four I, million reasons. If it was why. me. I don't know if I was a boy. I would be. I would see. Well, you know, I, I like football, but geez, I like baseball too. You know. Yeah, I'd, I'd try to do both. You kind of see that, that mid, yeah. be in that middle seat. You know, get that get that whole thing going one way or another. Well, there, he's but, already he's already cashed that check from the Oakland yeah, they, A's yeah. too. So they've got four million reasons why <laughs> to say hey, you like baseball, yeah. don't you? No, Still? no, no doubt about that. Uh, but. You know, now's the time you start kind of looking and and seeing what you want, and you know the the mock drafts are coming out hot and heavy all well, the time. They sure had the Dolphins tag. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, well, it's pretty easy to right now. I mean, based on everything that's gone out there, we're a team without a quarterback right, right. now. Um, you know, but you know that's I guess that doesn't get resolved until when well, the March. Lo- the month, new league Mar- year opens up in March first, uh, the thirteenth, I believe, something like that. And um, you know, all that stuff will we'll, take we'll, its course. Yes. But when you talk about the draft and you talk about the Dolphins, you know, sitting where they're sitting, there's probably three teams, uh, probably three teams yeah. ahead of them that you know could say, "Yeah, yep. I, I could take a quarterback. Yeah, I, I could take one for sure." And in a draft where the quarterback position, there's no clear cut. Yeah. Really, number one, it's your flavor of the uh, of the month. Whoever fits your system, or whoever you believe is going to be in two years, maybe the yeah. the better quarterback of the bunch. That's the one you want to hang on to. But the Miami Dolphins might be in a position where they need the best one for this year. Yeah. They well, you, John, I, I we've talked about this a little bit. I, I've gotten to the point now where you know whether it's the Dolphins or any other team out there, if you don't have a top ten quarterback, you're you're you're, you're swimming upstream. You know, and it's a tough. You're stream. an outlier. Yeah, yeah. You're, to, you're, to you're, go you may, to where you want to go. If you get that right leap, you may pop up there for a little bit. But, but I think we're all talking about the same thing. And I think, I think Mr. Ross, I think Tom Garfinkel, I think on down the list, I think Brian Flores, I think everyone. You know, we're looking looking at that not that one year pop up every now and then. You know, that this this franchise is dead set on finding a way to be in that playoff picture each and every year and battling from from that point. And, and if you're going to do that. I think it's been proven over the last two decades that if you don't have one of those top ten quarterback, may not it may not have been that way back when I played. It may not have been that way, you know, in the league a long time ago. But <clears throat> it's pretty clear to see now when you take those final eight teams and look at those four quarterbacks that are there. That if you don't have one of those top ten guys, your your chances are pretty slim. So I think I think at this point, if you're if you're not a team in this league with one of those top ten guys and you're not trying to figure out a way to get you one. Then, then you're missing the boat in a big way. So the Dolphins, whatever way, whoever it is, whatever, look, I, I'm of the oak that says, hey, go out and grab one of these guys, and if you got to trade up to get him, go ahead and get him. And, and if you bring him here and, and maybe he's not the guy, well, then 
Do it again next year. Yeah. Do it again next year. You've got to find a way to make that position as, as solid as you possibly can and as elite as you possibly yeah. can for as long as you possibly can. And you and it's it doesn't mean, you know, the hot guy all the yeah. time. It doesn't mean, you know, Kyler Murray is the hot guy right, right now. You know, you can go, you know, the guy at Ohio State too. The, yeah. those, and then there's, you know, secondary guys that are going to fall into place. You know, Will Greer's yeah. of the world and the guy from Missouri. And you can continue down the line. Even even the guy from North Dakota State, Easton Stick, is yeah. going to get some play. And he might be another guy you look – at the back right. end of the draft, yeah. out, that guy Let's might be the best of the yeah. bunch. Let's take him. Yeah. But um, you've got to find you've got to find a guy that your team can rally around, your team believes in, and most importantly, that you know what you're going to get out of that guy yeah. each and every week for your football team. There can be no question marks. Yeah. And that's a guy that that is going to be the leader. He's going to yeah. be the carry the flag of your franchise. So it's such well, an important you, position to go out and investigate. And that's why the teams that need them yeah. are spending so much time yeah. going out and saying, you know, is this the right guy or not? Well, you, you look at this day and age in quarterbacking. And I think Danny was kind of one of the first guys kind of in that ilk uh, of guys that you look at the top quarterbacks. Now you go back to the Brett Favre's and the Dan Marino's and Jim Kelly's and John Elway's. And, and you could, I'm not sure how far past them you could go. But when you get to that crop moving forward to today, most of, these quarter, most of the quarterbacks in that era are, been, are playing 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years. So you get that guy, you've got him for 15 years. That means your franchise, right? that means your kids are going to grow up and say, man, we were really good yeah. for a long time. Right. And that's what I did as a kid, yeah. watching the Dolphins. Yeah. We were really good for a long or, time. Or look at the guy, look at look at the San Diego Charger fans, or now LA Charger fans, who've been watching Phillip you know, Rivers. Rivers for 15 right. years. Eli Manning with the Giants. Right. You know, the point being is if you get that guy – He's going to be there for 15 years, 17 years, and you don't got to worry about it anymore. Right. You got to worry about him being hurt, no doubt about that. But, you know, you, you those guys aren't sitting there going every draft, geez, we need another quarterback. Well, you know, they'll find one third, fourth, fifth round to be a, you know, a backup or a, a guy get – but, you know, in, in, instead of being what we've gone through and, and kind of just – Hitting, missing guys for three or four years, and you know we've had Ryan for seven years, and and that, that's really seven dead years, to be honest with you. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard position to play. It's a hard position yep. to be consistent over a long stretch of time, and it seems like it's a hard position to narrow down on who to choose. Yep. Uh, can do it for a long yep. and extended period of time because when you're right when you mention the names you mentioned I remember growing up as a kid I could tell you every quarterback on every team yeah. because those guys were there whether the team was average yeah. whether the team was elite yeah, I mean go, you go could, back to Steve Grogan's and Bobby Douglas's and guys like that who absolutely. played for a long were very good right played for a long time in the league and they were pretty good quarterbacks but but again those those that era although it was a quarterback driven era I don't think it was quarterback driven as you you could have a, a middle of the road quarterback and be and be and, pretty and, good and be pretty damn good yeah. right if you had a couple good running backs or and that middle of the road quarterback hung around because the team was pretty damn right. good yes. on one or two both sides yes. of the football yeah but but now if you don't have that guy it's you, hard you, you really have very little chance along that lines John I want to ask you 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 being a quarterback and and I've I've kind of kind of got into this mode over the last couple of years is that I don't know that it's ever been easier to be a successful quarterback in the league 
as it is now. Not that it's any easier to throw the football, not but but the rules that are out there, A, a to protect a quarterback. You know, you don't see these quarterbacks getting hurt as much as, no. as you used to. And that's to be. by design. That's by design. They're not taking the beating that they used to take before. So I think that's one thing. And the other thing is they've made it so punitive on the defensive side to be a defensive back, to be a linebacker where where coverage is now is so loose because you, you can't be physical. There's no you can't, fear of quarterbacks right, or receivers right. in the middle of the football right. field. So, so, they, so they just go. And so, you know, if, if you're in an era where it's never been easier to be a quarterback, which to me means – I'm more apt to get a guy in here and get him in there ASAP and learn on the fly. Yeah. Because, you know. It, it, There's no more year or two sitting around no. and learning the offense. No. The offense, the coach might change. The offense might change by the time yeah. you get your chance. You're darn right. That's the way society is. And it's win now. And if you're going to win now, you better try to do it with the best players that are on your roster. Yep. And most of the time, it's the young guy that's sitting there because yep. you picked him for a reason. Yep. So that's you know, that's kind of, uh, I think, going in. That, that's certainly on this football team. John, that's got to be priority one. Uh, you know, Figuring but, out what's going on yeah. and then getting the offense around the guy that you've got. Yep. Um, and then beyond that, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of need on this end. So we'll, over the next month or so, you know, coming up to the draft, we'll, we'll kind of go into depth into all that stuff and, and get that worked out. Let's go ahead and try some, uh, let's get some, some questions. Fan qu- yeah. All right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have the fan questions back, you know, I, I can see in your, yeah, in your just, whole no, demeanor. I love them. I love them. Um, <laughs> MC Corn Mean, the oh, Twitter guy go. at MC Corn Mean on Albert Wilson. Can we all just take a moment and realize how much of a dynamic shift this legend brings? I think I speak for all the Dolphin fans when I say that we love Albert Wilson. I, I, I tell you what, he was—he was. He was a, you talk about a lightning in a bottle, man. That guy came in, and you know, I'd seen him in Kansas City. Using most when I saw him in Kansas City, they were using mostly as a decoy because of his speed. But boy, I tell you, you put the ball in his hands, and then between him and, and Jakeem, boy, you really had two guys that could score from anywhere. So I, I think that was a that was a hard one when, yeah. when he went down. That, that was boy. just like a that was like just a punch in the gut when he that, went down. The whole era went out of Hard yep. Rock Stadium when he went down. Yep. Because you could just feel, what are we going to do now? Yeah. How, how are we going to be able to run these quick screens and all these picks and all, all these under uh, offense in, in the passing game and have no explosion and, yep. and have no one to, to take that four-yard pass and go 40, 50 yards? Yep. And, boy, he could do that. And Albert was a guy that the more you, chances you gave him, the better, better he got. got yeah. And then, so look, you know, I don't know where he's at rehab wise. I haven't seen Albert. So I, I saw just, a couple things on social media. He yeah. was doing some squats with the bar and yeah. then lightweight. So he he's, he's gonna working be, at it. He's going to be ready. I saw Jakeem uh, over the weekend in an event, and, and he looks like he's he's doing well. So Good. get those two guys back. Two get guys. that speed back. Uh, Twitter at Jack Ross three sixty six. Can any of the current defense players be considered solid? This unit ranked thirty first. Nothing solid about that. No Dolphin defensive player should feel secure in their position. I I, I don't agree with. That. No. I, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I'm Minka looking Fitzpatrick at Fitzpatrick. Sure, feels Minka, pretty good. I'm looking at Gottschaw. Uh, I'm looking at Vincent Taylor yeah. coming back as being a big part of it. Um, I'm looking at both. I'm looking at Raekwon McMillan to have a Absolutely. big. Absolutely. I'm looking at uh, Baker, uh, Jerome Baker, good. same thing. And uh, so I, I look. I think there are some good players uh, on the defensive side of the football. 
I think they've got to be coached up there. To me, to me, a lot of the things that, that have to go on on the defensive side of the football, to me, go back to the details of playing the game, details of doing your job the way you're supposed to do it. Now, look, they certainly, you certainly like to get more, more production out of the defensive end position. Um, and I think like, you know, the William Hayes, I don't expect to see him back, which is really a disappointing which thing. Is sad because I thought he was. Because I, I think he's, he was one of the better players. <laughs> Coming into the season yep. that you had, man, this guy can do multiple yep. positions, and he, he doesn't take a playoff. Yep. He, he does it the right way. Uh, that was a huge disappointment yep. for me. But I, I think there's, you know, look, Xavier still is just a going into his fourth year. Whatever happens with him, contract wise, right. and look, I'm I'm I'll throw my hand in the in the up in the air. I'm I'm all for giving him what he wants, give him what he needs, and and bring him back. Just you know, I, I, I'm I'm of that. Let's let's not get rid of our talent anymore. Let's manage our talent and, and make him work for us. Facebook, Jim uh, Arpy. Antonio Brown wants out of Antonio Brown wants out of Pittsburgh. Why not Miami? Uh, you know, I don't know that Miami is the kind of team right now to take on a guy like Antonio Brown. That if he's not going to be, um, if, he if he's not going to get what he wants, if he's not going to be as productive as he can be and wants to be, I just think he becomes. I think he becomes an issue. That that you that a young football team can ill afford to have. I don't know how you could have the year Antonio Brown had, or years right. that Antonio Brown has had with a potential Hall of Fame quarterback throwing you the football yep. and be so upset and not happy in a town that yep. just praises their football yeah. team on a daily basis. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it, but he's taken a Pittsburgh franchise. That has been proud, steadfast, has been a rock in the National Football League, and is well run and is well respected of a franchise as they are in the National Football League, and took and took the gold and the, the black and gold and drug it through the mud yeah. that uh, that Antonio Brown has and done. And you pile onto that the stuff that's gone on in the off season. Yeah. Boy, that's a headache. I'm not so sure yeah. Brian Flores yeah. uh, might be willing to take in, yeah. in year one. Yeah, no, I, I'm with I'm, the price tag that'll yeah, come along yeah, with it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that I, I don't think that he's a fit in, in in a football team like this. You know, if he can't fit with Pittsburgh, I don't know what you know. I don't know where you go. Uh, Twitter at uh, at uh, tdu tdup twenty five tdup twenty five. Sometimes I like to get these guys and say, hey, what, what does that mean? You know, I, like, I, don't know. I, I don't know. What is it? TD up? <laughs> TD up. There you go. Look at it. Uh, Gotcha's been quite a steal for us, and hopefully he gets even better with Coach Flores in town. I'm with you. I, I, like, yeah. I like Devon Gotcha. I like, I like Vincent Taylor. I think those are two really young, good, nose football players. guys. Yeah, they just, uh, they just, well, just like to go out and play. I like, you know what? Vincent Taylor is a guy that's just a block of man. Yep. I yep. mean, that guy, he's good on special teams, yep. gets his hands on footballs, can block, yep. you know, extra points and field yep. goal opportunities. And on his core job, he's hard yep. to move. And look, he's, he's you know, if you remember, Kim Gottschalk came in and, and really had an impact early on. That's right. And Vincent was kind of the other guy. And then I think this last year, I think Vincent kind of before took a little, the injury took a step over yeah, there he before did. he got hurt, and he did. He kind of became the guy. So you got two good young guys there that you know if they continue to show improvement. Again, I keep going back to the the, the Xavier, the the, the X Man. You know, three years. If if you yeah. can get those guys on that that rise that he took, and they've all got the capability, they all have got the athletic ability to be that type of players if they can get there. Uh, Twitter at Light on the Dome. 
Um, I'm so glad we re-signed John Denny. Talked about that. He's one of the best long snappers in the league. That's a position you don't talk about unless it's a bad snap. Well, look, he hasn't had a bad snap, and we're talking about we've talked about it That's a lot right. today. So and we have. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, good to have him back. Uh, Twitter at uh, raw lsfl. John, maybe you can give me a little bit of help. What on we that. got there? As it? W W R A W L S F L. That's all you, Bo. That's that's all San Diego State, right there. San Jose State. I want to comment and and say just how excited I am about the coaching lineup, but I do feel obligated to delay my thoughts on our new coaches until mid. I look. Everyone's been asking me, "What do you think of the new coach? What do you think of the new coach?" I say, "You know what? I like him. I like him. First impression. Conversations I've had with him. Everything. I like what he said. I like the way he carries himself. Uh, You know, I, I." I like a lot of things about uh, about what he's done, um, but it all comes down to yeah, by wins mid- and losses. Yeah, by midseason, you'll have uh, you know whatever whatever your opinion is of him right now. I'm sure it's going to change a hundred handful of times with the fan base out there by midseason. Well, it's hard, year. man. It, it's it's hard, and yeah. you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, and we've talked about we've talked about this. Your honest opinion probably shouldn't come after five games. 10 yeah, no, games, no. 16 games in a regular yeah. season. You might be able to start formulating an opinion, yeah. but you you got to give this guy a chance to, yeah. to, you, you to, know, get, his, to only, get his philosophy in place. The only thing to me, if I was a fan or, or a, someone who covers a team, would be if you get halfway through the season, you've had a lot of clock, clock mismanagement. Oh, yeah. You know, re, replay, you know, replay required. There's just don't, you know, you see, ten just, guys on the field, yeah, twelve, 12 like, guys on the now field. Now all of a sudden, yeah. you go, "Hey, wait a minute! This team looks a little unorganized." Right. You know, but but I don't I don't see that being a case. But to me, that's the only way where where you could say midway through the season, yay or nay. nay. So, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't you know that that's a that, that's a long term deal there. Uh, Facebook, Jamie. Uh, one thing I could not stand was it seemed every time we got the ball, we got a false starter. Well, that's what we talked yeah. about. False starter holding call, put ourselves in bad position. Coach Flores, well, Coach Flores stated he has no tolerance for penalties. <coughs> that alone to play good, sound, fundamental football. And that's what we talked right about. Right on it, Jamie. Right on there. Twitter, uh, Jen Tink Todd Jr. <laughs> you know what? You think Joe's on here just messing with Logan and putting some bad names? Well, I'm just thinking who, who Jen Tink Jen Todd Tink, Jr. Who, Jen Tink who, Todd Jr. Who, who names their kid Jen Tink? I don't know. Maybe that's a family name. I was going to be Jen Tink before John, D- but anyway. Jen Tink thinks so, and I agree. Defense wins championships. Focus on building the defense in this draft. I don't know the defenses win championship much. Well, I, I don't know. I know. The score was 3 nothing yeah. for a while, right? And 3-3. Right. Three, three. Yeah, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Oh, with two of the most prolific offenses in a long time. I, I, would say, I would say if I'm looking at this, I would put priority one would be quarterback. Priority two would be uh, defensive line and offensive line. In that, in, in, and probably those would be two A and two B. I yeah. Think. Uh, Ron Bellamy Flores is winning over the fans already. Man sounds like a winner in life. Dolphins will have a top ten defense this year. Watch, love to see that. But I, but I, I do with this. I think that it's hard to, it's hard to have listened to Brian Flores uh, in these press conferences. It's hard to have not been around him. We had him on the program uh, last week. I know you did an interview with him. He came out for the Dolphins, the DCC. Uh, golf, golf tournament, tournament yeah. spoke to everybody and said, hey, I got a million things to be doing back in training camp right now. He said, but my mother's going through cancer and this is a place I need to be right now. So you can, you know, you're really getting a good a good snapshot of, of the type of person he is, the type of coach he is. And and uh, 
and, but he's all about business. You know, I've talked to him a couple times and, you know, he knows, he knows, he knows the magnitude of the job that's in front of him. He knows, he says, look, I got a, I got a mountain of things on my desk. I got to get through right. it. He says, and I'm going to just kind of chip away at it every single day. So uh, I think he's going about it the same, same bin. And I, I've got, you know, I got no, I've got, I, I've got, there's not one iota of concern that I can have for him other than the fact that I've never seen him as a head coach. Exactly. That's it. And I don't know the team he's going to have around him. Yeah. That, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. The, the, I don't have any doubt that he's going to install discipline. He's going to make this team, you know, work. Yeah. Uh, he's going to make them earn everything that, 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 that whoever's on this final yeah. roster. And I really don't have any doubt that he's going to be successful because he's been successful yeah. everywhere he's been. And, he, and he's done it on the defensive side of the football. The only question I have is who's going to make up the nucleus of this football yep. team and how is he going to be able to craft that into something yep. that, that, that wins championships? Yep. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, not, I'm not one of these guys that's for tanking to get the next quarterback that's coming out next year. No, I'm I, I not just don't either. Know. I, just have I, no, no, I don't I, have that in my DNA. I have, no idea to, I, don't, well, I have no idea how you do that. I have no idea how you get a coach. Well, it seems like say, it's pretty easy if you listen to some, some, yeah. some of our buddies that yeah. we talk to all yeah. the time. Um, but I'm going to say this, you know, I would be, I wouldn't be upset if, 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 if I see, if the Dolphins win six games next year, five mm-hmm. games next year, right. if I've watched a football team that doesn't beat themselves, if you've cleaned up the penalties, if you've cleaned up the, dis, you know, if you got the discipline and you just don't have the horses right now, but you see a football team that has the basics, you know, you, you do, you've done a lot of good things, but you just can't get over the hump. I can live with that. Because I, you, if you can see that philosophical change of, of how you're playing the game moving, and then you know it's going to get better as the years go on. What I wouldn't be happy with is seeing a, a four-win football team that's disorganized, that's penalty-ridden, that you got malcontents, guys that don't want to go. You know, you, yeah, all, all the kind of things that. that are cancerous to a football team um, – that's that's what would be hard to swallow. You know what? I'll take some wins next year that we go, wow, how'd we win that one? Yes, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That, I'm glad we did because, mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, when this team started 3-0, and everybody's looking around, everybody was happy, yeah. and we're going, holy cow, yeah. how'd we do that? Yeah. Maybe maybe we were going to steal a couple more yeah. and sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, uh, Gen Tech, uh, Todd Jr., defense wins championships. For a we got that. Uh, Rob Bellamy, Flores is winning over the fans already. Man, sounds like winner. I uh, already did that one, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Last one. Uh, Frederico Ariola. Hmm. Is- <laughs> <laughs> that must be Logan. I, well, I know, I know Ariola's on his mind all the time. I don't know if it's Frederico, but uh, <laughs> it's going to get worse before it's get better. Gets better. So, what's the answer, John? If it's going to get worse before it gets better, and, and Frederico's got the answer, I'm going to see if you know the answer. If it's going to get worse before it gets better, drink heavily. Bring back the old logo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can ever ask a question. That, that's uh, always uh, there. I don't think you can ever ask a question about the Miami Dolphins, whether it's good, bad, whether they've just won, lost, Demolished a team, got demolished themselves. Somebody's going to come and go. When are you going to change back the old oh, logo? Oh yeah, big time. At some point, uh, I know I, this. There's a lot of there's a lot of people inside that building 
would love to have it back, well, but you know. And, and the uniform, to be quite honest with you, the colors Looks of the uniform awesome. was awesome. Looks like we're going to have uh, maybe three opportunities yeah. or four opportunities to wear the the throwbacks yeah. in 2019. Maybe might a well white, it, might a well white make on it eight. white version. Yeah, might as well make it eight. Could be cool, right? All right, that's going to do it for the program. We'll be back next week. The Audible, uh, sponsored by our good friends Verizon. I believe we're still there. Good for those guys. That's Absolutely. your network to choose. That's my network of choice. It uh, kind of keeps my phone going and keeps my... Wish Sometimes I wish my phone would break <laughs> down a little bit, but that's just the way it is. John Kajami, I'm Kim Camp. We'll catch you guys next week.